0: Listen, thank you for coming to the Room Factory seminar stream. Um, the stream this week is called Unpopular Culture. Has anyone um, seen or read Governor B's book Unpopular Culture? This is the cover of it here. Good friend of ours, you know him from the Room Factory, Governor B. He wrote a book called Unpopular Culture. I'm not going to say too much about it because obviously... We're going to be talking about it through the stream. But if you haven't got that, it is available. Uh, and I think the depot in the bookshop, you can go there, you can grab a copy. Um, I've read it, and I'm saying t- it's a good book. Um, it's good, you'll find it enjoyable, beneficial, and it will edify you as well. So if you want to go and grab that, then do it. What we're going to be doing this week is going through like a mini series. And so if you're here today, what I want to ask you is it'll be great if you come to each session, because they all kind of follow on from one another, and they're all kind of linked. And so if you're here today, you'll get a lot out of coming to the whole stream. We're going to be looking at a whole lot of different topics and engaging with different issues in our culture. And so um, obviously we've linked it with the Rim Factory, the Rim Factory team run this stream, and um, did anyone, hands up if you've been in the Rim Factory ever before. Yes, most of you. If you haven't, then get yourself down there this evening at the party venue of of New Day. Um, Today, a very good friend of mine is is speaking, known her from probably about six or seven years of of age. Uh, She's kind of prepared a lot of this stream, actually, and put it together. Many of you will know her from New Day. She's spoken here a number of occasions. And so I'm really looking forward to what she's got to say. So I want you to give a very big round of applause and a big cheer for Emma.
1: Hello, thank you Hello everyone, how are you? Yeah, okay guys, sorry I'm a little bit unprepared this morning and I've got a really, really busy afternoon Um, So I'm going to Do you mind if I really quickly pop my lunch on just before I start my talk I'm just going to have a carrot an egg and some coffee I've got some coffee in here, it smells really nice Um, do Do you mind helping me with this? Thank you Sorry, just one second guys okay sorry about that right so Joe's gonna sort out um oh that's a bit am I standing in the right place okay so guys okay so Joe's gonna pop my lunch on for me um and I'm gonna get started so welcome to new day guys welcome to the first seminar thank you for being here so you are here at the Rhythm Factory seminar stream so can everybody just shout what is the name of our seminar stream this year Amazing, and it is also a book written by this guy um, or this guy up on the screen. Um, so this book is an incredible book, and i 'm not just saying that because i 'm married to the guy, but because it 's genuinely really, really good um, and this seminar stream, even though it 's named after the book, it 's not going to be like a chapter by chapter reading or like a book study or anything like that, um, but we 're just going to take the idea of unpopular culture um, and we 're going to chat about it throughout this week so we're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to chat about issues that are real um, and relevant to our lives. We're going to be speaking about sex and relationships. We're going to be speaking about addiction, revenge, forgiveness, all that kind of stuff. And I have the job today of just opening it all up. So we're going to chat a bit uh, today about what unpopular culture actually is. Like, what does it mean to live unpopular? Um, What is unpopular culture? Um, So... I don't really like speaking that much, believe it or not. I don't really like the sound of my own voice, but I'm here today because I feel like I've got something worth saying. So I just want you guys to open your hearts and open your minds, not only today, but just for the rest of this week to really lean in and gain from this week as much as you can um, because this is all for you. We want you guys to leave New Day equipped um, and ready to go back to your hometowns and do what you do and spread the love of Jesus. Okay, so do you mind if I pray before we begin? Okay, If we close our eyes, bow our heads. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for what you are going to do. I thank you for every single heart that has walked into this room. God, I thank you that you know us. You know us personally and you have something unique to speak into every single one of our lives this morning. So I pray that our hearts are open to hear from you. And I pray that we are inspired and challenged by the words that I speak this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Okay, so when i was about seven years old britney spears was my everything yeah britney spears was like my absolute idol okay so when the end of year show rolled around i knew exactly what i was going to do i was going to sing sometimes i run by britney spears does anyone know that song yeah okay cool So I knew what song I was gonna sing, I knew how I was gonna sing it, I knew what I wanted to wear. I wanted to wear this little crop top with white trousers that I'd seen Britney wearing on one of her music videos. Now, as a seven year old, I didn't own any crop tops, okay? So I was like, right, mum, I need you to go to the shops and get me a crop top to wear for my end of year show. Okay, now, do you ever have this kind of thing where you have a conversation with your parents And you're pretty sure that they've never said no to your request, but they didn't quite say yes either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah? Okay. So I had this conversation. My mum didn't say no. She didn't really say yes. But what she came back from the shops with was most definitely not a crop top, okay? It was a blue vest top with fishes on it. I was not happy. I remember feeling furious with my mum, just being like, Mum, what are you doing? How am I going to get my Britney on without my crop top that I need? So I remember I was so angry, but I had to wear this top because I was seven. I couldn't go to the shops and swap it for an actual crop top, so I just had to wear it. And to this day, I do think that it affected my performance. I think my Britney would have been way better if I'd had the crop top. Okay, but the reason that I felt like I needed this was because this is what I'd seen on TV. This is what I'd seen all of my idols wearing, the girls in the music videos. They were all wearing this kind of stuff. And I thought, well, I need that if I want their talent. I need to look like them if I want to be like them. Now, the funny thing is that as millennials... We are the most marketed generation. So that means that we've had the most advertising attention than any other generation. We're sold stuff all the time. You guys know it. Like, we're sold teeth whitener on Instagram, 20% off Miss whatever that is. And people are selling stuff to us all the time. But they're not only selling products, they're selling us lifestyles. We're sold a lifestyle on a regular basis of do what you want and look out for number one. Now, this is the lifestyle of popular culture. So, if we want to live unpopular, what does that look like? Well, I'm going to invite somebody up right now who can explain this to you guys a little bit better than I can. So, if you're welcome to the stage, Governor B.
2: So, this is just a little spoken word called unpopular culture. I'm gonna do it really loud to annoy those guys next door. No money, joking. Sometimes it seems like life's a meme. I'm seeing those signs trying to read between. We major your reminders trying to find the keys. But I wonder what's hiding behind the scenes. Since my council estate, I've been taking notes. See, it all sounds great when they make the quotes. Every man for himself, chase the dough, trust nobody, look me in my face and know that it's money, sex, drugs, and a radio, and that life sounds sick, so it's status quo. And where I'm from, that makes you popular. And that's all I want to be, respected by people I don't know and don't need. Because apparently that makes you happy. And if it doesn't, well, I ain't fussed. I'd still rather cry in a Bentley than on the bus. No one's looking out for us. Brexit, Trump And you only live once So we're having fun over here I use people, get what I want Then leave them over there And I definitely don't need God Well, until I need a prayer And that's where most have got the bar If that's true then I want to be unpopular I want to turn the other cheek Look out for the weak Respect people when they speak Get down on my knees and say Lord, help me Make this world a better place, because right now I feel different, isolated, in chains. Now I'm praying by your grace, you'll make a way. It's time for unpopular culture to take the stage. Thank you.
1: I just love that spoken word. I think it's so, so, so good. Um, But it's such a representation, isn't it, of the two lifestyles that we see. It's the life of unpopular culture and popular culture, that popular culture that tells us, just use whoever, get what I want, get what I need versus unpopular culture, which is God's way. Now we see two different lifestyles in the Bible, and we see the fruits of these lifestyles. Now this is where we look at something called the fruits of the Spirit. Has anyone heard of the fruits of the Spirit before? Yeah, a few of you. Okay, cool. So it's in Galatians 5, and it's written by a guy called Paul, okay? So I'm going to pop it up here, but we're going to read from Galatians 5, verse 19 to 26. Now, this is the New Living Translation, um, simply because I feel like this wording of it makes it really simple and easy to understand, okay? So I'm going to read it out together, okay? The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft. So here we have a really well-known scripture. Okay, so this the fruits of the sp- the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit. Now Paul, the guy who wrote this, also calls it old humanity. So the fruits of the flesh is also called old humanity, which basically means our life without Jesus. Okay, and then the fruits of the spirit are our life with Jesus. Now, can I invite my two lovely girls up, who have got um, their old humanity? And fruits of the spirit. Here we go. Okay, now if you were given a white envelope when you walked in, can you stand up? Great. Thank you. Okay, so you can open your envelope now. Okay, and I want you to come to the front and I want you to stick whatever word it is on your piece of paper on whatever side it fits with. So if it's a fruit of the spirit, come and stick it up on this side. And if it's something of old humanity, then come and stick it up on this side. Okay. Come on guys, you can come forward. Okay. What have you got there? Okay. We've got joy going up on fruits of the spirit. There you go. Do you want to stick it up? Oh, we need some some tape guys. Okay. So if you've got tape, do you want to stick it on? Old humanity, fruits of the spirit. Should be quite easy because it's kind of up there behind you as well. Okay. We all done? Okay. So what ones have we got up on this side? So we've got outbursts of anger, selfishness, drunkenness, arguing, and lustfulness. I think there's one more. Okay. And then on this side, we've got joy, patience, self-control, love, kindness, and peace. Okay. So these are the two fruits of different lifestyles. Okay. So on this side, we've got our old humanity. Now this kind of stuff It's our old humanity, but it's probably the stuff that comes quite naturally to us, right? When stuff goes wrong, when we're in a bad situation, maybe we have outbursts of anger. Um, Maybe when we go to parties, it's just so tempting to want to get drunk like everyone else. Maybe we're lustful. Maybe we're argumentative. These kind of things can come naturally to us because we are born into a world of sin. However, on this side, we've got the fruits of the Spirit. We've got joy, love, kindness, self-control, peace, all of this stuff. And this isn't stuff that we work for. This isn't stuff that we earn. But this is stuff that comes freely with a life of trusting and following Jesus. So Jesus, when he died, he didn't only exchange his um, righteousness for our sin, but he exchanged our old humanity for the fruits of what his life was. His, His life was dependent on the Holy Spirit. So he was love and joy and peace and all of these things. So when we decide to put our trust in Jesus, we get this exchange. We get to put to death our old humanity and we get all of this amazing fruit. Now, if we were to rename this, so maybe we could name it unpopular culture versus popular culture. It seems kind of weird calling this stuff unpopular, right? Because doesn't everybody want joy and love and peace? Yeah, Even in the world, we see people are chasing that all the time. People want this stuff. But what's different is their method of how they go about getting it. People try and make as much money as possible so that they might have joy. You know, money is the key to happiness. Or maybe, I don't know, they want peace, so they're selfish. We see so many wars all around the world which are supposedly in the name of peace. But it's really just selfishness. Or what about love? We see it on things like Love Island and on TV and all of this kind of stuff where people don't think that it's love unless it's jealous and angry. But actually, the love that we know, the love from Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit, comes only by trusting in Jesus, trusting in God and living a life in step with the Spirit. So we live this life not of our, in our own strength, but we live it simply by trusting in Jesus. Now you guys can sit down. Thank you so much. Give them a round of applause. So for us, the key... Is Jesus yeah we know the key we've got the key the key is Jesus now this kind of stuff isn't it's not fruit that just appears automatically now I think the bible is quite kind to us in that it gives us like metaphors that are easy for us to understand so fruit is grown over time right so we can't expect the fruits of the spirit to just appear in our lives Sometimes, some of us, we may be, I don't know, we're reading our Bible. We've read the Bible every day for a week and we've prayed and we've gone to church. So, why aren't we seeing those fruits in our lives? Why don't we feel joyful? Why don't we feel at peace? Why don't we feel patient? But what else are we doing? Are we still dabbling in the things of our old humanity? If you're growing a fruit tree, you've got to prune it, right? I don't know much about gardening, but I know that, yeah? So if you're growing a tree, you've got to cut away the old branches for the new stuff to grow. And that's something that we have to do daily. These things, the things of our old humanity, they do come naturally to us. So when you feel like, oh, I'm feeling angry, do you know what? It's okay, but just put it to death. Be like, no, do you know what? I'm going to turn this to God and I don't want to feel this way. We say no to that and we make room for the fruit to grow within us. It grows in time. So then what does this look like in a life of unpopular culture? It sounds so nice, doesn't it? Saying we're going to get all this fruit from living this unpopular way. What an amazing lifestyle that seems. But actually, what is culture? What is unpopular? Well, culture is defined as the ideas, customs, and social behavior of society, okay? So these are the things that make up a culture. So then what is unpopular? So the definition of unpopular is disliked, uncherished, despised, loathed, unwelcome, unwanted, ignored, rejected, and shunned. Unpopular culture doesn't seem so attractive now, right? None of us want this stuff. None of us want this stuff in our lives until we realize, until we look at scripture and we see that actually this is the same description as the one who loves you endlessly. This is the same description as the one who gave his life for you and me. This is the same description of the one who is faithful to us till the end. This is a description of Jesus. In Isaiah 53, verses 2 to 3, we see this description of Jesus. It says, He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. This, is the life of Jesus. This is the one that we are following when we say we want to live unpopular. Now, yes, unpopular culture is a book written by Governor B, but it's also a lifestyle that Jesus paved the way for over 2,000 years ago. He paved this way for us so that we can live unpopular. Jesus challenged the culture. He challenged ideas. He challenged customs. And he challenged the social behavior through the way we think and the way that he acted Jesus brought new ways of thinking. He did things differently by loving sinners. He treated women with respect. He placed value on children, which was something that was so not done at the time of Jesus. And he challenged what was widely accepted by performing miracles on the Sabbath. He lived by love rather than by law. And in this, Jesus taught us how we are to impact culture. We impact culture from the inside out. We impact culture from the hope that lives within us, from that love that lives within us, but we're not impacted by the culture. So I made a little diagram for you guys, because I think uh, I should be like a mathematician or something. I think it looks quite mathsy. I'm not very good at maths. Okay, who likes a diagram? Yeah? Okay, good. Right, so here's my little thing. So we've got hope in the middle so this is hope this hope is jesus this hope that lives within us okay and our hope affects our mission okay our hope affects our mission if we have a hope that is jesus that affects our mission in the world and our mission then impacts our behavior it impacts how we treat people it impacts how we respond in situations and our behavior then impacts our culture People look at you and they say, why aren't you getting stressed out over that? Or why aren't you angrier that that person did that to you? We can impact our culture through our behavior, through our mission, but it comes from the hope that is within us. So that is Jesus' way. But this is the world's way. The world, the culture around us impacts our behavior. It impacts The way we do things, the way we act, the way we see ourselves, which then impacts our mission because it's kind of a dog-eat-dog world out there. Our mission is then to look out for number one, look out for myself, do what's best for me because nobody else is going to be looking out for me, which then affects our hope. When bad things happen, how do we feel? How do we respond? Because actually, a lot of our culture will respond in a way of hopelessness. We feel like we lose hope when bad things happen, when things don't go our way. But actually, if we live Jesus' way, if we live from that hope that is within us, then we impact our culture. I should probably check on my lunch now, shouldn't I? Is it? How's it doing? Is it done? Okay, right, let's, let's get my lunch out. Let's just have a quick look at this. Right, get some carrot out. Have we got the coffee ready? coffee, lovely, right. I'm just going to put my coffee down here for a second. Okay, so my lunch here is now ready, but I'm not going to eat it right now because it just looks a bit rank in here. Um, But what we've got, we've got a carrot, egg and coffee, okay. Now this actually has something to do with culture, believe it or not. So the same way that my carrot, my egg and my coffee were all placed into the same hot water, different things happen to each element of my lunch, yeah? The same way that you and I, we're all placed into the hot water of our culture that wants to shape and mold us and do things to us. And different things will happen to us depending on how we respond. So I wonder what element of my lunch you are. Are you the carrot? Are you the carrot that appeared strong, at the beginning, it appeared strong and like it wasn't going to crack under any kind of pressure or any kind of hot water, but now it's, it's a bit soft and it's lost its strength. Is that you? Maybe on a Sunday or a youth group, you're in church and you feel strong. You're like, yes, come on, I'm on fire. And then as soon as you go to that party or you hang out with that particular group of friends, you find yourself just making all the decisions that you don't really want to make, but you don't know why you're making them. You lose your strength. Or are you the egg? This little egg actually looks exactly the same as when we first put it in. Oh my days, that is so hot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The egg looks the same. It appears to not have changed at all. But what's happened to the inside of the egg? It's gone hard. Maybe you appear to just be the same old Christian. You're the same good person that's always been in church. That on a Sunday, you're lifting your hands. But actually, deep down inside, you know that your heart is being hardened. As you get older, maybe you've grown up in church. As you get older, maybe your heart is being hardened to the things of God. Maybe you think, actually, I'm really talented. I'm really clever. I've got loads to offer to the world. You become self-reliant. And you think, you know what? I don't need God. Or maybe you see bad things happening in the world and you think, God, that's so unfair and your heart becomes hardened. Or, are you like my coffee? Okay, this coffee smells really good and it's not a good brand. Um, So are you like the coffee? The coffee that impacted the water. The coffee that when added to the water released a fragrance and flavor and made it sweeter to drink. Is that you? When you're added... To the hot water of the culture, the culture that so wants to shape you, are you the one that then shapes the culture? Do you know every single one of us can be this coffee? Even if right now we feel like an egg, we can be the coffee, okay? We can shape our culture and we do that through the hope that lives within us because this hope within us is longing to release its fragrance and flavor into our world. Does that sound good? Yeah. So who's going to be the coffee? Yeah. Good. I want you guys to remember that. Like next time you're feeling just like, oh, I feel tempted or whatever. Just think, I want to be the coffee. I don't want to be a carrot or an egg. I want to be the coffee. Okay. Um, so this kind of all sounds fun. Yeah. This all sounds good. This all sounds a bit airy fairy, but it's so important for us to really apply what we hear at New Day as a whole, in church in general, in life, is important for us to apply it to our lives. So then how do we live unpopular? Well, in the message version of the Bible, in verse 25 of Galatians 5, it says, Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but we work out its implications in every detail of our lives. So I encourage you guys, when you're listening to Preachers in the Big Top, that you are jotting down things about why is this relevant to my life? What has this got to do with me? Because actually, unpopular culture as a phrase or as a word or two words, whatever it is, it's it doesn't really impact our lives. But what impacts our lives is when we work out its implications, the practicalities of it. And we can do this when we're listening to any kind of preach. But right now, what I want to do is I want to go to Romans 12, verses 6 to 21. Now, this is one of my favorite passages of scripture. And I discovered it last year when I was reading the Bible. And I used to literally really not like reading the Bible at all. I found it so, so boring. But since kind of Opening my heart to it a little bit more, I found so much practical wisdom and practical advice for my life. So, this again is the New Living Translation, and I call it the only 20 rules you need or 20 rules to live by. But I think really it's the 20 rules of unpopular culture. Now, I've stuck it up in my kitchen at home. Um, and I, I just glance up, it, up at it every day, and I don't read the whole thing, but I'll just pick one, and that can be my thing of unpopular culture for the day. But I'm going to read it to you guys now. So this is actually in the Bible, guys. Like, it's actually a list. It doesn't say one to, 1 to 20, but it's in a list. Okay, so number one, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Two, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Number three, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Number four, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Number five, rejoice in our confident hope. Number six, be patient in trouble. Number seven, keep on praying. Number eight, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Nine, always be eager to practice hospitality. Number 10, bless those who persecute you. This one's a hard one. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. 11, be happy with those who are happy. 12, weep with those who weep. 13, live in harmony with each other. 14, don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. 15, and don't think you know it all. Sixteen, never pay back evil with more evil. Seventeen, do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Eighteen, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Nineteen, dear friends, never take revenge. Number twenty, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. This is our mandate for unpopular culture. This is our list of rules for unpopular culture, if we want to call them rules. And this is in every single one of your Bibles, okay? So if you need to glance at these rules again, if you need to see this again, go to Romans 12, verse 6 to 21. And this is how we practically live out unpopular culture. And you know what? It's not always easy. It's really not easy. And often, to live the popular way is what is way easier. And we'll be tempted to want to do that. And at times, maybe we will give in, and maybe we will slip up. But do you know what's important? To get back up and try again. Not a single person in this room, none of the leaders, none of the prayer team, nobody at all has lived a perfect life. Every single one of us has messed up. But do you know why we're here today? Because we've got back up and we've tried again. Last night, I loved it in Joe's talk in the Big Top that he was talking about. We can approach the throne of grace with confidence. We can approach it with confidence because, do you know what? We don't need to be full of guilt and shame. And at the start of New Day, this is such an important message for us to hear. Because the devil wants you to believe that you can't participate in this week because of the things you've done or the things you've said or the things you felt or thought, maybe even today. But there is grace for you. And it is time for us to just get back up and try again. For us all to live this life of unpopular culture. And if we all do it, imagine the impact that it will have on our culture. Okay? Should we stand? So what we're going to do, we're going to just... sing a little song um, we're going to have a time of reflection a little time of worship um, to just think about these things think about the things that I've spoken about think about maybe what is God speaking to you personally as I prayed at the beginning that God's got a, a personal unique relationship with every single one of us um, so we can all respond to God in different ways in our own ways So whatever this message said to you, whatever you feel kind of tugging on your heart right now, I just, I encourage you to give that to God, to say, God, just help me in this or um, give me strength with this or whatever it is that you feel that you need from God. I just want to give this time to that um, for us to just start getting, I don't know, grounded and rooted in this life of unpopular culture.